Yo, there he is. There he is. Y'all know what it is. I'm rocking out with the best podcasting partner in the game. Go ahead and introduce yourself to the people, man. Yes, I'm back again. It's Trill Salsa, a.k.a. Zed Brevla Sauce Specialist with mm-hmm. the homeboy right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, for those, for professional reasons, I can also go by Travis Frost. Let's hey. let's get right into it. Let's get right into it. Y'all know who I am. I'm the boy, the man, the guy. Anything except pussy or bitch. I'm Lord Welcho. This is everything <laughs> under the sun podcast. Let's get the rocket. Trump got that Rona, man. How you feel about it? You happy? You depressed? You baffled by the by the irony of it all? What's what's going? How you feeling about it? You know what? I, I'm gonna say this though. I don't wish ill on nobody, right? Uh-huh. I'm, I'm not gonna be, but I'm gonna say this though. He had it coming. <laughs> right? you, you denounce science. You're holding rallies. Uh, uh-huh. You're holding rallies without social distancing guidelines. You know, you're mm-hmm. not wearing a mask. Then. All this is going on, and then to go on about it, you're calling a virus a racial slur. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly, this and this is the sad part. They're going to give them this high top quality care. Mm-hmm. And then the sad part is this is crazy. You know, meanwhile, people over two hundred some thousand people have died because of his negligence. Mm-hmm. But you know how it's going to go. Then he's going to try. I would not be surprised if he comes out of nowhere and he's going to say, hey, he's going to push some type of vaccine that makes no damn sense mm-hmm. because he's Trump. He thinks whatever he does is right. And mind you, this man has had a reputation of business ventures that have failed. Mm-hmm. And you're trusting this man who's denounced science, who's literally gone against the CDC regulations, Dr. Fauci, with all this going on? Yeah. Come on now. It's just crazy because um, I watched the presidential debate the day after it aired, and he was, like, trying to really just go in on Biden. Like, with me, it was 200000 With you, it would have been $2 million, but one's not enough. But one's is more than enough. Like, not even one person was supposed to get it. Whereas, like, you was in charge of one person not getting it, and then you couldn't even protect yourself. How the fuck are we supposed to trust you to protect us? You couldn't even stop yourself from getting it. And I'm just baffled by the irony. I mean, the whole shit about how he tried to downplay it, how he knew in February it was coming, and he just purposely downplayed it. Like, oh, I'm not going to worry about it. And the shit blew up in his face, and now it blew up in his face big time because now he got it. And other prominent Republicans got it. So I wonder if this, like, even if he gets re-election, like, does that relationship now sour? Because, like, you brought this shit here because of your negligence. Like, I can't believe that you're going to be so loyal to the fact that you sacrificed your help to be loyal to this man's cause, or to the cause of power. I don't know. It's, it's two things to this. Republicans don't give a damn until it happens to them. Mm-hmm. This has been proven over time. Mm-hmm. And here's the part, though. This has been a case where Trump could literally go around, set something on fire, do, mm-hmm. do all this shit, and then there's people that are brainwashed enough to say, that's the guy. He's the guy who's going to make America this again. Going mm-hmm. damn well, all this stuff, they're talking about he's going to run America like a business. Have y'all not seen this man's business background? Have y'all <laughs> not seen what happened with his tax returns? The fact that, hell, you know, when you say that we pay more in taxes than we had compared to him? Yeah. I mean, do y'all not know about his business background, how he went bankrupt five times? Like, it's, no, like, if it was a businessman, I want to run the country, it'll be, you know, Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, not not Donald Trump. Because you, know you know what's going to happen after his tenure ends, right? What's going to happen? Oh, it's going to be blood in the water. Mm-hmm. He's going to try and do everything in his power, but we all know what's going to happen. It's going to be blood in the water, mm-hmm. all that stuff. And, you know, Republicans was already talking about thoughts and prayers. Mm-hmm. That's their favorite line when something happens. Instead of actually taking action, mm-hmm. they're just going to keep saying thoughts and prayers. Mm-hmm. They, they don't want to go about the action. They, they don't want to do anything to change the issue. They just want to say thoughts and prayers. Yeah, my biggest thing is, how do you think this affects the election? Like, if he survives, do you think he becomes like a pseudo-martyr? Like, somebody was like, he faced it, he survived, and it actually galvanizes his people to vote for him even more? I, I really, That's what I fear, like. He survives, and people just be like, he's the fucking man. He survived this shit everybody was scared of. How could he not leave the country and just completely neglect all the bullshit he put us through 
before COVID, while COVID's here, the mockery he made out of the presidential debate, the mockery he's made out of the president of the United States is just, that's my biggest fear is that this galvanizes people and like, they already have this super view of him. He's so smart. He's so this. He does that. And he beat COVID. Like, I think that's, if he fucks around and survive, that galvanizes his people and like, sends them to the polls and masses. He's nowhere near smart. And the only reason why they'll try to go to polls and masses because if you see what's going on, they're trying to find ways to suppress a vote. You seen what mm-hmm. happened in Texas when Greg Abbott was talking about just one polling location per county. And yeah. you know how big Harris County is, that's not going to work. That's not gonna work, no. You can't do shit like that. And then of course Trump has beef still with the youth with the post office and all this stuff. Concern about mailing fraud and all that, which has yeah. been proven numerous times that there's no cases of numerous fraud. No type. And you know, even after this, Trump won't go out peacefully. He won't. Yeah, he said it. He said it. He's not, he doesn't want to have a peaceful transfer of power. He said that himself. Like, that's on record. And I, I don't know what the fuck happens. I mean, if you get voted out, you got to get the fuck it's out. It's just like a grown-ass baby. <laughs> I just don't get how people can look at this guy just hear him speak. Like, you know, generally, like, I feel like presidents were able to, like, maybe they were on bullshit, but the way they spoke about shit, kind of guys, like, kind of put up a, a, a veil that they're on bullshit. But for him, when he speaks, you can just, you just know it's all bullshit. Like, you can't do what you want. You can't do the shit you promised to do because you don't even know how the system works well enough. You know? And everybody thinks you know how the system works well enough, and, like, People voted for him, like, is it because his racist ideas? Is it people in his shit that's racist? Yes. Is it people in here that um, don't give a fuck and, like, just stupid? Yes. But people voted for him because they felt like they can identify with him. Like, here's somebody I know, but it's like, it's a reason why politicians are there, because they know how the system works. So it's like, he can't do the shit he said he's going to do because he don't know how the system works. And it's like, I just don't get how people just constantly look at it and be like, he's a good leader. It's like, he can't do shit. He cannot do shit. Nobody, he's not going to get a majority of people to agree with the shit he wants to do. Are he going to have, are he, are he going to have the minority filibustering the shit, weeding the shit out, like purposely not voting for it, like purposely making it where the shit doesn't get voted for. Like politics a dirty game. Like you don't like people just think the president or the president says, no nigga. You need two-thirds support from Congress and the Senate, from the House and the Senate. And it's all type of ways with filibustering and all type of other shit where they would just draw some shit out until they go on break and don't vote on some shit. Evan, there's been a lot of immoral things going on because a lot of this shit that he's been doing would not fly under other offices and all that stuff and that people are just saying, hey, he's just doing his job. Mind you, they're already trying to elect a new judge to the Supreme Court, just like that. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. under the Obama administration, when they tried to fill the seat, they they was like, "No, we're we're gonna we're gonna take our time." After two hundred and ninety seven days, they said, "Fuck it, we're not gonna do it anymore." Now they're mm-hmm. trying to rush things through, going on mm-hmm. and whatnot with all the recklessness going on. And it's just like, dog, it's so and this and it's just that's not this time. Like, it's the same behind it. It's hypocrisy always in democracy, especially yeah. coming down to the states. Yeah. And I just, with the Supreme Court justice, it's the fact that they are the interpreters of the law. So I don't see, I guess, I, I don't see the long-term play of how that benefits Trump. I guess that benefits the whole Republican Party to have that type of justice there, right? Because they're trying to pack it with conservatives. Because, you know, yeah. with certain things they want to do, like, you know, trying to, you know, with the Affordable Health Care Act. Imagine being so wrong in the head that you're thinking that, hey, me trying to appeal to health care that makes things affordable is wrong. And, yeah. you know, screw it. We're, we're going to make it harder for people to get yeah. health care and the mm. fact that, hey, this is what we're going to do. We're going to make sure we pack the insurance companies with more money and that we'll make sure that, hey, it'll make it harder for people to get mm-hmm. health care. Because mm-hmm. there's the thing, you know, this, it's not even the diseases that kill people. It's the system. Yeah. Like, you know, prayer. black women, like, die giving birth in high rates because just lack of proper medical treatment when they're in there and just... 
people often can't get shit or they die because they can't afford medicine and shit. And just, it's just weird. Like the whole thing is weird. And I just, going back to what we originally talked about, I'm just baffled by the irony. Like you was talking all that hot shit to you. I kicked in your motherfucking chest. And now you got to deal with this shit. And it's just funny. Like all y'all got to deal with this shit, but I'm, I'm interested and terrified to see what happens because I feel like if he survives that just, he's already cocky. And he's just going to be on the shit going, oh, look, what do you have to worry about? I survived it. Or you can survive it too. And that's just going to make everybody he fucks with because they're so ignorant. Just go, well, it ain't that big of a deal. Trump survived it. Out. And it's like, he had a different that's level of thing, though. He had a different level of care and all type of other shit that, that went into it that you're not going to be able to get. And it, it can't work for everybody because you know what the crazy part is? He's guaranteed affordable health care. Mm-hmm. Like, he'll, he'll get the top tier stuff. Mm-hmm. And you know that that's the part that kills me. He'll get the top tier stuff. Meanwhile, people have to, uh, you know, stagger and struggle through and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, we got to worry about how things are going to happen and whatnot. And it's like how we got to worry about this and that. You know, with social distancing guidelines and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Dude was going everywhere, calling this and that, disregarding science, going mm-hmm. this. And, you know, after a while, I was just like, dog, this is like ironic. Cause you know it, rem- you know what it reminded me of when Kobe Covington, right? You you know that MMA fighter who's yeah, a- yeah, 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 that yeah, yeah. Tommy fight Usman, yeah, Kamar Usman, and- yeah. And then he was talking all that hot shit before the fight, talking about oh I got to meet the president. Dude got his ass whooped. Then he was uh-huh. running, got his jaw broke. Then he ran to the back of the uh, cause he was trying to escape his shit, talking yeah. hot shit. You talk shit, get hit. It's yeah. Yeah. It's, just, invincible. it's just so ironic it's ironic and terrifying that's how I feel about it ironic I, that he got it and terrified that people are going to still rock with him like I just feel like the way you should see it is like it's serious like the president couldn't even stop himself from getting it like you know, yo we should take this seat like the president I was looking at it I thought people should look at it and be like yo the president did all the wrong shit and got it we should like elect somebody that's going to be a leader to realize that's going to do the right shit but I feel like people are just going to rock with the narrative that he got it, got over it and just he's going to be some type of pseudo martyr if you will, like uh, he got rid of it, it ain't no big deal and it's going to be like what the fuck people are still going to go out in public not wear masks they're not going to social distance even though, and mind you, MAGA folks are going to say, oh if, if Trump comes out today and says, hey Get your shit. How many of you get your shit together? How many people, how many so-called Trump supporters are gonna say, hey, it's some conspiracy theory going on? That's not Trump. Why would <laughs> wear a mask on it? Yeah, like it's like when niggas were saying Gucci Man was a clone at one point. Yeah. I feel like white folks are gonna do the same thing with Trump. The Democrats killed him and put a new guy. It's like nobody gives a fuck about this guy that much. Like I've seen a tweet online saying, Why aren't there many this one lady, she said, I noticed there aren't any predominant <laughs> Democrats that don't have COVID. Because they're probably playing the shit smarter. You remember, <clears throat> nobody told Trump to have a rally that didn't have Ooh. social distancing. Mm-hmm. Nobody told him to go out in public without wearing a mask. Nobody told him to do all this stuff. Nobody, because mind you, it was someone in his cabinet that had COVID. And there were some reports saying he knew he had COVID, but... I I remember that back when this shit kind of first popped off, how it was like getting close to him. It was like, this aide has it, and this aide has it, and this aide has it. And now it's like, oh shit, we didn't got the big fish. Now his ass got it. It's just crazy. Yep. Then I was talking about that former governor in New Jersey. I'm like, oh, I'm checking myself into the hospital. Meanwhile, it's, uh, it would be people like you and me that if I said, hey, let me check into a hospital, it would be hard as hell for us. Mm-hmm. Because you know you know the, how the system tailors to certain people like that. They'll try to say, oh, no, you you just need to go sleep it off. Yeah. And mind you, Trump, was is a, he's a higher at risk because, mind you, he's old, he's mm-hmm. out of shape, mm-hmm. and, like, and so on and forth. And like I said, at the end, it, it's ironic. You know, it's really it, ironic. It, it's like you know, it's like yeah, people are talking about oh, Republicans are talking about these people are being so mean. 
Meanwhile, you're going around saying, fuck it, Corona isn't real. Fuck mm-hmm. America. Do all mm-hmm. this stuff. We don't give a shit. America. Yeah. yeah. He gets good Corona. They turn around saying, hey, you guys need to be nice to our president. Yeah, I've seen some shit where um, it was a dude at Bucky's in, in Denton. And, oh, he got, and he got hit in the face for playing fuck Donald Trump. And I clicked the video and it was all like, uh, it was talking about, so you telling me um, if somebody went to a BLM rally talking about fuck Joe Biden, then people wouldn't be mad. And it's like, first and foremost, BLM don't give a fuck about Joe Biden. Joe Biden, Joe Biden being president or not, ain't got shit to do with the Black Lives Matter movement. It's I'm, like, and Trump supporters are getting that. Stuff. I said, man, just get out your feelings, dude. You, you're gonna get your, you're gonna get your panties in a bunch over a song. Yeah. It ain't that dude, man. Nah, he, he, he did. Now, I mean, don't get me wrong. You call me the N word. That's a different yeah. story. But yeah. just the song. And Trump supporters always want to call, you know, liberals, snowflakes, and all that stuff. You swing on somebody over a, over a song. But I mean, it's always crazy how these per these people, and I'm not gonna just say Trump supporters. These hardcore, I guess the best way to describe them are super right wing believers. Yeah, always cry about anybody that opposed them being sensitive when they are the most sensitive. Every time there's something, it's these people are terrorizing our streets and they're infringing on our rights to speak. It's like, nah, nobody's saying you can't say what you want to say, but you gotta be sympathetic. You gotta, yeah. You got to be sympathetic. You got to know, like, you got to have better morals than that. Like, don't just, you know, and honestly, like, if you're going to be racist, be racist. Don't say you're doing this for the betterment of white people or to help this and this and that. Or, and then you you deep down knowing that you're going to fuck some black folk over. Just say you're trying to fuck some black folk over. Just say it. Because we already see through that bullshit. Yeah, we see it all the time. And don't, hey, you know what else is funny? You know what they love a lot? The Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. They, 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 I'm just like, hey man, just because you got to compensate with an assault rifle for your small piece of junk, mm-hmm. and then you want to get mad as soon as black folks start getting armed, mm-hmm. you get upset with that. Mm-hmm. I said, now help me make it make sense. You get mad at black folks getting the right to carry, but you don't want nobody to take away an assault rifle from you. Yeah. Now what the hell am I going to need an assault rifle to protect my house for? You are not in a military. Stop acting like you're in the military just because you want to be a wannabe militia agent. Mm-hmm. Stop. You're, you're not. You, you, I know you're trying to overcompensate for this, but you're not a military. Let that shit go. You're, you're, not, you're not in the service just because you couldn't get into the service. Just because you have a small piece of junk doesn't make you that the servant to the service. Come on. I just, I just find it. Like I said, what I what, what you're gonna hear me say often as we continue to do this podcast together is the the pimp game that rich white folk put on poor white folk is amazing because it's true because you are fighting their war for them and they don't give a fuck about you. If it wasn't minorities in this country, all the bad shit and all the taking away. Uh, opportunities from your schools and fucking up and, make, and making the school based off of the property taxes and all that shit would have you happening to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go ahead, so, talk to brother. Talk brother. Right, like, so it's just, it's, just, it's just weird, like, how they were able to ingrain in somebody. Like, it's a simple concept that you always hear a lot growing up black, but it, like, it's crazy how, like, that shit's really true. Like, the poorest white man will always think he's better than the richest black one. It's true, and it's, man. And like that's it. just wild to me. It's just wild. And you know what I'm going to say about this, though? I'm going to give you an example, though. Donald Trump, I'm going to tell you this right now. If Donald Trump didn't have all the so-called money right now, mm-hmm. he just, we know he's racist. Mm-hmm. But he'd probably be a middle-class, poor-ass white man. Mm-hmm. You that, bitch. You take away the money. You take away all this stuff. The mm-hmm. money he didn't get from his parents. He'd just be a broke-down, poor-ass white man. Mm-hmm. I'm just being realistic. Sure. COVID madness. The NFL teams, man, the Titans and the Vikings play week three. And then shortly after their game, we found out the Titans had to shut down because there were five people who tested positive at the time. At the time of our recording today, the Titans have 20 positive tests. Damn. But the Vikings, but the Vikings who played them have zero. And the Saints now have one. 
So it's just I don't I don't know what was the NFL's plan. I don't know. I mean, it's hard to prevent it. I I, I think every time I see them play, it's like with the NFL, why don't these guys wear garters? You know, little you know how they wear the garters when they're playing outdoors and shit? Like, why didn't y'all give them that shit? I feel like it was a way you could have gave an NFL player that shit to fit under his helmet. I Stop this shit from breathing under each other, but I don't know. I think the season is... I think we're going to fuck around and lose this season. I, I don't know how they're going to keep it afloat. People keep popping up positive. They had to push the Chiefs and Patriots game back to tomorrow. It was supposed to happen today, so tomorrow now, on a Monday, they're going to have two Monday night football games, one on CBS and one on ESPN. And it's just, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't think we're going to keep this season afloat. Teams will keep popping up positive. And... I think they need to take a note from the NBA and be prepared to launch a bubble. But it's harder with the NFL teams. A, it's, well, it's only two more of them. But it's, how the fuck are you going to house 32, what's 32 by 53? What are we looking at, 3,000 guys? It's going to be. Plus let's... coaching and staff. Like, you're going to need to run out a whole city. And then move the people out that bitch. That is true, though. I when we talk like that, I get what you're saying. Because being that is. realistic, I mean, granted, the MLB was able to get their shit together. Yeah. The NBA didn't miss a beat. But yeah. judging right now, with all this stuff going on, you know, and it's just not COVID. Injuries are mounting up. Like, yeah. I it's been it's when was the answer the last time where you see that many people got hurt in a. Yeah. In a, in a week. football season. Yep. Too many early season injuries, people going on injury reserve just like that. ACL, Achilles, and it's just like, dang man, this is this is too much. It is too much and it's shocking. I mean, I it just you thought it was hope and then they did that silly shit and say, Hey, we're gonna stop it. Nobody exchanged jerseys after a game after we just sit here and tackled each other for a hundred some odd plays, and I just I found it baffling with a sport like I, I get it, but like with baseball and football, I feel like it was so easy to incorporate a face mask option with one of those garter type things that they wear when it's cold. Like I get back, I get back, I, I get not doing it in basketball. It looks weird. Part of basketball is the visibility. You want to see LeBron James' face, and it'll probably be hell on earth. Holding on, you know, in football, you get a break, you get a playoff, you get a break, you get a play, break, play, break. I get not doing it in basketball because it's constant up and down, up and down, up and down. You're gonna fuck around and have a shitty product if you're forcing these guys to just not really be able to exhale and breathe deeply while they're on the court. But with it's the hard NFL, to play basketball with a mask, man. I tried, yeah, it's not, it's hard, yeah. But like with football, especially professional football and baseball, and I'm saying this because both of them are the two sports that had the biggest issues so far. I don't see why they didn't force these guys to wear that garter type thing. Like, y'all can easily wear them, play in and play out. Football players, you literally get a 20-second break in between plays. I mean, some like, players wear them, some people don't. I I know for a fact, coaches have to wear them on the sidelines, otherwise they'll get a fine. And I'm then the organization on top of that will get a fine. I'm glad you said that, because I'm going to tell you some shit that pissed me off. And this is just going. This is something that's been sitting on my heart for a long time. These people out here with these goddamn welders mask, and it's like the clear welders mask, but no mask underneath. That shit looks so stupid, and you're not preventing nothing. Like, what the fuck are you doing with that? Like, I, I get wearing it, like the face shield mask, but like you need to wear a mask also underneath that because you're not covering up your nose and mouth. Like, the airs can still get underneath that mask. And also, the people that wear their fucking mask but just wear it over their mouth, have their nose sticking out, looking like fucking Squidward's house, stop that shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, wear your mask correctly. Like, you're not, you, you fucking up more because then you're just inhaling the shit. You know what I'm saying? You're just inhaling all the shit. Like, it's a reason you're supposed to wear your mask over your nose and your mouth. And, like, I just don't get why people, people just be bitching. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Well, you really ain't going to be able to breathe once you catch this shit. So wear your goddamn mask properly. It's not hard, man. Telling someone to wear a mask, people think you're asking for open heart surgery <laughs> if you ask them to wear a mask. Yeah, and the lack of white people I see that don't wear masks. Whew. <laughs> Jesus. I don't and know what it funny. is. And, it will, and this is my take. And this is a part I wanted to address. Uh, like, you were in Harris County, right? That Judge Lena Hidalgo 
Yeah. She was doing it like, honestly, she was the one standing for it, but every time the state of Texas would try to come in, Greg Abbott would try to say something, try to say, hey, it's unlawful, it's unlawful to have people wear a mask and all that. So how's it unlawful to tell someone to do something that's to protect you? Like, come on now. Yeah. It's unlawful. If that's the case, then it's unlawful to tell people to wear a seatbelt. I don't drink and drive. I don't text and drive. You know? If that's the if that's the game we playing, we just gonna end up down a slippery slope. But back to the NFL season, man. I don't. I'm scared to see if it's gonna finish. Um, how many teams pop up with that? We just played the Vikings, you know, and our city was a fucking hub for it, and we just had fans back and just played the Vikings who last week played the Titans, you know. So I'm I wouldn't be surprised if we get an outbreak or some players on the team end up sick here. And I'm just I'm just interested to see. What's the, how does the NFL adjust? What happens if they finish the season? I mean, if they call the season to quit, like I'm not you sure know, at this point. You know for a fact, and I'm not I'm not mad at the players that opted out. I'm really not tripping. But yeah. what I will say is this: you know how these so-called diehard fans they're going to care more about the sport than the safety of the people. They're going to be mm-hmm. like, shutting down the season. We need to make sports back. And Mike, don't forget, the president was saying, this, this is how I know people don't give a damn about the players. Donald Trump said, I brought back Big Ten football. Like, <laughs> it's like, wow. I'm like, dog, that's something to celebrate. I brought back football during a pandemic. Just wow. to say that a presidential debate. Make, yeah. sure, make, make, sure you, make sure you put that in there. We're talking about real issues and you patting yourself on the back for fucking college football. That's crazy, man. That's like me, uh, whatchamacallit. Hold on. That's like me saying, hey, man, guess what I did? Man, mind you, I'm doing open heart surgery doing the whole time. And I'm like, guess what? I uh, I finished my puzzle doing open heart <laughs> surgery. Uh-huh. I, won, I won my fantasy football league this week. But I'm supposed to be fucking making sure the plan lands, lands safely. But I'm, hey, I won fantasy football this week. Like, who gives a fuck? This is a time to talk about a real issue. I don't give a fuck that you brought Big Ten football back. Honestly, granted the Vikings before they came to Houston, granted they did, the test came back native. Yeah. But you are right. Houston Houston is definitely a hot button area. And mm-hmm. that, that is some areas of concern, though. It It's a hot button area. But the one thing is, how are people going to go about this when, you know, push come to shove? It's like at the end... People got to care. It's about the health. I Like mm-hmm. like I said, hey, man, if you got to cut the season down, it's all right. I, yeah. I'm, I still got my football highlights. I know how to play football. Charge it uh-huh. to the game. Yeah. Let it come back, but don't risk it. I mean, especially if, I mean, imagine if Pat Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Alvin Kamara, Drew Brees, Tom Brady. Like, do you really, as you prolong it and then more teams get it, and then you know what I'm saying. Imagine if one, one, one of yours, one of who got it, Cam Newton. He got it. Okay, I, I was hearing about that, but I didn't know if he got it. I, I heard they was like waiting on the results of his test, but he has it. Oh, he, he has it for, he has it for sure. Yeah, yes, that's crazy. Yes. So it's like, I just imagine like one day stars Russell Wilson getting. You're gonna be pissed that you didn't cancel the season. Once one of your stars get it, and you can't have them, or Lord forbid they die. Whoo! Good luck rebounding from that PR nightmare. That's a PR nightmare for us. If a star get it and they die, oh, that's a PR nightmare for the NFL. Because you know the part that the part that kills me. It's like when they had to stop the NBA season at Mm -hmm. all together. You know how they they were able to reform that. My issue is yes, you delayed the season, but. A sport with like with football, it's a lot of contact, a oh, lot wow. more contact going on, and all this and that. Yeah. Yes, and I understand how players have to get these things to work around. Like whether you like it or not, you still have to keep yourself at hand. And you, like I said, you are right, man. People have to wear these masks properly. Like, like you, you just can't cover your mouth and not cover your nose. Oh, that don't that mm-hmm. won't make no sense to me. It don't. It don't make sense to me. I don't know what's the NFL plan this moving forward. I can't even forecast a plan of what they do because uh, I I don't see how a bubble situation works with that many people. I don't know. I mean, 
It's crazy. I mean, unless you make the teams isolate in their fucking facilities, you know, <laughs> I don't know. And you just provide them food, I don't know. Or you only play the uh, – or what you could potentially do is you you play the, the, just the divisional games. But then that don't work because just in our division, Houston has to go to fucking Indianapolis. And so, okay, so here's my plan, potentially. If I was Robert – Robert, if I was Roger Goodell, I would have did it like this. There's eight divisions, right? Right. NFC West, East, North, South. AFC West, East, North, South. I pick eight hubs. I pick eight cities. I put the teams there. And then every week, all I play is just the division games. So two games, Texans, Jags, two games, Texans, Colts, two games, Texans, uh, did I say everybody? Jags. You're at least going to get six games out of it. Y'all get six games. Whoever is the winner out of those six games, those eight teams go into a playoff single round elimination. Just like, you know, you, you, that's how I would tweak it. But what are you going to do about with the, uh, you know, like what happens if there's a tiebreaker? I don't know. I didn't think that deep about it. This is literally my freestyle. This is literally just my freestyle. I came up with this shit on the fly. Like, I, right. no, I get what you're saying, though. My part is, you know, you're going to have your owners, you know, it's going to be some owners that may get pissed off about it. And they're mm-hmm. gonna say it's cutting into the money and all that stuff. It's not always about you got, but you gotta take the loss because I think about it like this. Let's go, let's go high to the high scenario. Pat Mahomes get get COVID and die. Are you willing to waste all that money your team gonna get by Pat Mahomes being the most dominant player in the NFL for the next 15 years for this one season? You're gonna be really pissed when you got you lose Pat Mahomes. You're gonna be really pissed when you lose all that money. Cause I know, I know for a fact in college football, it was a small school. A player had died from COVID. Uh, he had died from COVID complications. That I can attest to. Yeah. Uh, it's it's just I, 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 that's that's how I would have did it, and that's just some on the fly shit. I would have said, all right, the AFC South's gonna play here, the NFC North's gonna play here. And y'all just gonna play y'all six games against each other. The team that's the best out of out of those those eight teams play each other. AFC, NFC, and then we get to a Super Bowl. That's it. We'll come back after this shit breaks in twenty twenty one. You know what I'm saying? I, or, I, or I push it back, or I don't even start that until well, shit, it's already October. But you know, I don't know. You start the season at the regular time. You play that shit, and then you finish up the season probably somewhere in between December or whatever. And then we say, fuck it, we out. We'll see y'all again September 2021. Fuck y'all. Keep our players safe. Protect the investments. That's how I would have played it. I get what you're saying. I definitely do. I agree with what you're talking about and whatnot. That's how I would have played it. Just, you know, hey, the AFC South, y'all going to play in Indy. Everybody's going to Indy. You know, you just pick, all right, which team? All right, NFC East. Um, Washington has the least amount of outbreaks. We're going to Washington. All right. Yeah. But I I don't know. I mean, they they started this shit already, so you know what I'm saying. That would have been the smart way to play it. But now you started this shit, so now it's like if if the shit get bad, you gotta cut this shit off completely. There's no saving it. If the shit gets bad, and like I said, the Titans already have 20 positives. The Titan season may be wrecked. You know what I'm saying? No, you're right, man. I mean, I get what you're saying, but like I said, with that game being postponed, you have to see where it goes from there because, like I said, yeah. people still have to quarantine and people still have to do testing and whatnot. Yeah, but the thing is, here's the thing. You can be asymptomatic, and then that's just that's just 20 positives that you know now. How long were they in the building before you found out they were positive and they began their quarantine? So it could have been, it could have spread it and spread it and spread it and spread it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. One asymptomatic person that we didn't know was positive until we got their test results back, but they were in the building for one day and they just shook Derrick Henry's hand and they didn't shook Ryan Tannehill's hand or they didn't talk to Coach Mike Vabel or even talk to somebody like the head trainer. Imagine if it was somebody on the training staff that was positive but didn't know it was positive and then they talking to the head trainer and then the head trainer is touching everybody that's injured. Yeah. Like the shit, the shit can be a real shit storm. I mean. All hypothetical, but whew, 
crazy shit. I don't know. And since the NFL has already started business as usual, the only thing they said was we're going to force the coaches to wear masks and take away the fans. Don't know what's going to happen. And we're in, we're in for some crazy shit if this shit get bad because it ain't no saving it unless you come back and do it how I said. NFC like East I, going I, here, AFC South going here, NFC West going there, shit like that. Like I understand people are in an urgency to play sports. But at the same time, you have to think long term about what's going on with your players and whatnot. You know, it's just you got to see what's going to happen in the long run. You know, you, you want everybody to be safe at the end of the day. You really do. That's great. Yeah. Let's see how it plays off. We might get we might get a season and we might not. You're right, man. You're yeah. right. We're going to see what happens with that. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, moving on to the team that has our hearts, the Houston Texans. And oh, what, man, I hate what you got to say, man. You already know what I got to say. Hi-ho, what do you know? The Texans are terrible. I feel like with today's game, honestly, you know, we fumbled the opportunity. Terrible play calling today. It's just like, why? why is it? Why would you keep running it like that? And then when you go down the stretch, it's just like, you know, everybody's going to try to use that D-hop line. Okay, yeah. I understand. Like, you know, we, we don't have a, a go-to receiver anymore. I mean, the next thing you can probably consider is in no particular order is Will Fuller, Cooks. I'm still pissed that we gave Randall Cobb that much money. But going forth, and I look, and I seen the highlights before the game, our passing defense is third in the league, which surprised me. But I can see why teams like to run the ball on us. We're 32nd yeah. in the league running. Dalvin Cook was eating today. Yeah. The feeling and that Jefferson here was eating today. But yeah. the part that we've had so many opportunities to play calling got terrible, you know, conservative mm-hmm. calls and whatnot. You know, it's just like, hey, man, you know, if we stop being called so conservative, hey, we can win some games. Like, but no. Defense was on that bullshit. The offense was being conservative. It was a lot of questionable calls. That heartbreaking call at the end, I felt like Will Fuller caught it. Mm. I thought he did because I seen a one, two, one foot, knee hit the ground. And I'm just like, what? what's a catch these days? But mm-hmm. it shouldn't have had to come to that, though. That's the mm-hmm. part. And I, I'm not going to – I'm going to let – I'm going to let the – Kansas City, and I'm going to let the Baltimore game slide. Yeah. But the Steelers game, I can't let that shit go. I can't. <laughs> and I can't let today's game go. Mm-hmm. I refuse to. Like, you know shit's getting out of hand when Cleveland, teams like Cleveland, Buffalo are better than you. Now, that shit's pitiful. Now, we can't even get a win yet. We're, we're, we're one of the three teams, well, Four, I don't know how Philly's gonna play tonight. That hasn't have a doesn't have a win yet. Mm-hmm. Or Atlanta, how Atlanta gonna play tomorrow? Atlanta <laughs> probably gonna Atlanta's gonna lose to Green Bay. Well, here's the part though. The only way here's the part though. Green Bay lost their receiver Lazard oh. for four to six weeks, I believe. We don't know oh. if Devontae Adams is gonna be healthy. However, though, this is the part that I'm wondering. I think Atlanta, Atlanta's definitely going to have trouble containing their running game. Mm-hmm. But the part, yeah, you, you do bring up some points. Atlanta, hey, this might be the story of the year they might do. They might blow the lead or they might lose it. No, no. But anyway, back to us, man. I, I don't know what to say. I mean, I was on Twitter today after the game. I don't, I don't think this situation is just fixable. Everybody's like, uh, Bill O'Brien has to go. He does. He does, and bring in Eric Bieniemy. And my opinion on it is this: it is hard for black coaches to get an opportunity. I don't want him to come here and squander his potential one opportunity on a stinker. Ownership sucks. We're gonna be, we're gonna be without a GM and a coach once we get rid of Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien, and yeah, I've lightened up on offense. Like you can do a lot of shit with Randall Cobb. And, and Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks, and there was supposed to be somebody else in there that ain't performing. Oh, Kenny Stills and Deshaun, but the O line is terrible, and you can't coach O linemen to be good. 
You cannot hide O'Lyman in the scheme. If they're terrible, it's gonna, they have because O'Lyman, offensive line is the one skill in football where you got to have the skill. You got to be able to block some way, somehow. We cannot make up for you not being able to block. And then not only is the O-line terrible, all the defense is terrible. There's no star playmaker on defense. And let's just admit it now, J.J. is washed. J.J. is not the same J.J. He's J.J. in name, but he's not J.J. in play. And, and he's washed. He's old, knees, back, everything. I mean, the, best, the best player on that defense is Zach Cunningham, and I'm just being honest. I mean, honestly, don't get me wrong. Watt has taken some steps back, but he can still make a play. But now and then, you still got merciless. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still trying to figure out how's our how we have the third best passing defense <laughs> after what I've seen today. I, but hey, man, it's two 100 yard wide receivers. It's based on stats, though. I mean, but hey, this is that'll take a hit. The defense yeah. will take a hit. Yeah, we're not. Yeah, we're not New York, but at the same time, we should be playing better than what we are. You know, I just my my biggest thing is. And How you are right about black coaches in the NFL. Like, I'll yeah. give you an example. Detroit, man, Patricia has had a tenure there longer than what Jim Caldwell had before. Yeah. They, and mind you, they made the playoffs under Jim Caldwell. Matt Patricia, yeah. they haven't done shit. Yeah. This would be the Texans' first black coach if we were to get one. Yeah. I like the offensive coordinator from Kansas City to help develop Deshaun, because I don't want it to get to a point where, damn, man, we're going to squander this shit. Like, I don't want Deshaun Watson's years to go to waste. Like, don't get me wrong, Deshaun does make some mistakes in the pocket, such as getting rid of the ball in a timely manner. But, like I said, David Johnson did not have – like, I looked at some of those plays. He did not have lanes to run in because the online was terrible. They're terrible. And then don't they, forget this, though. This is the punchline, though. The play calling was as Bill O'Brien was calling the play. You Why, why in the hell would you keep running it? it? Hey, if it ain't like, come on, dog. You, you got to be okay to mix up the call. But it, but this is the part, though. If it's, if it's broke, you got to fix it, right? Mm-hmm. So, I, I, it's just they're terrible. The O-line is so terrible. I mean, we can get to Bill O'Brien in a minute and just how terrible he is. But I usually with an O-line, usually you see them, they're either able to be serviceable one way or the other. I never thought I would say this, but our O-line is so terrible, I feel bad for David Johnson. Like, he had the chips stacked against him already, and y'all not even trying to help him out. Y'all not even trying to help him out and get him going in the run game. Yeah, I like, like that. Uh, like, is this that? Uh, and then, Lord, no, y'all can't pass block. I don't know. I mean, Titus Howard is just a turnstile. I think that knee injury fucked him up bad. Uh, I, I think the only guy that's actually playing well on the offensive line is Tunsil. And it, it's, I don't know. Like I said, going back to the coaching thing, I like Eric Bieniemy, And it's hard for black coaches to get a foot in this league. And I think the problem is bigger than coaching. We don't have – we're going to suck this season, and we don't even have first-round picks for this – first or second-round picks this year. I don't think first-second-round picks next year to address the areas of need because we need a new pass rusher. We, we need a young, dominant pass rusher. We need, a, uh, we need another tackle, and we need some secondary help. We need good cornerbacks and safety. And um, we're not going to get that in free agency. I don't we see anybody – We need a culture change, honestly. Yeah. I, I was like, talking to – I was talking to my wife about it, and I think the the Kansas City comeback last year zapped their confidence, and then the trade of D-Hop made everybody say, fuck this guy. Fuck him. Like, I think once he traded D-Hop, everybody was like, man, fuck this guy. Why am I playing for this guy? He has no respect, no loyalty. You traded this guy away, and you didn't even get a haul for him. You know, you just traded him away because you didn't like him. So, you know. It just Bill O'Brien's personality is not conducive to winning. I mean, he, he's a power whore. He just wants he wants to be in control of it all, and no matter how bad it is, he's so stubborn. Like, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's the Spider Man quote. It's the Spider It's the Spider Man quote. Really, where great power comes great responsibility. I and mean, the most powerful people 
have been able to be successful with power because they've been able to adapt. Jeff Bezos just didn't start Amazon and just say, you know what, we're just going to be satisfied with just being the online storefront for books. Nah, we're going to sell everybody everything. Nah, we're going to get them to them in two days. You know what I'm saying? I'm Bill Gates didn't... Brian has dirt on... The He's got to have dirt on. He, it's something <laughs> because, hell, yeah, make, even Kubiak towards the last days, they were, they was just quick. They just said, hey, meanwhile with Bill O'Brien, it, it's just some stuff that don't... Yeah, he came from the Bill Belichick scheme. Yeah, he was the mm-hmm. offense when the Patriots went undefeated. But it's just something about Patriot assistant coaches in the league that, you know, mm-hmm. when they become head coaches... It'll be a miss. Now, technically, the the successful assistance that came from Bill Belichick as of now mm-hmm. has been Mike Vrabel. And mm-hmm. I know I'm going to hate myself for this, but Bill O'Brien to a lesser extent. Don't forget Brian Flores in Miami. Yeah, but it, it's too – I really can't speak on Brian Flores right now because, I mean, they ended up finishing – like five and eleven, either the four twelve or five and eleven last season. Mm-hmm. Then they're one and three right now. So, um, I'm I'm just trying to see how that'll pan out. Yeah. Well, you know, shout out to Miami for giving him a shot. Like we were just talking about with black coaches, they seem like to be pretty patient with him. But he's doing better because, like, you're not lying. I mean, you see Josh McDaniel left the farm to go be the head coach in Denver, and he said, fuck this, I'm going back to home, home bases. He he don't even want to leave. He cool with being <laughs> the star offensive coordinator in the league. And you see how things are, how he helped revitalize Newton's career. Yeah. I mean, you just you just not Bill. Like, Bill, with great power comes great responsibility. Like, Bill knows how to adapt. You're seeing that with Cam Newton. You know what I'm saying? You're seeing that with every week how it's a different defensive strategy. You can't just have power and then say, now I have power, I'm going to run it this way. Well, nah. Because if you have power and you're going to run it this way and that way only, people are going to give up on you. And those guys have given up on them. They're giving up on him. He, no, nobody wants to play for this guy. I, I'll be surprised. I mean, where do you think Bill goes next? I mean, I'll I, I, I be surprised. I mean, he's not – I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't think he's going to fit in college. I, I know if I'm an athletic director at a school. What? You're not, about to come yeah, over, you're, you're not about to come over here and try to take all my power from me and have if my Rick – If Rick Pitino can get a chance, Bill O'Brien will be able to get a chance. Maybe that power shitting. Ah, my way or the highway works in college because I need this shit. You know what I'm saying? I need Penn State. I need Alabama to make it to the NFL. I don't need the Houston Texans. <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins left doing just fine. Tyron Matthew had, got him a Super Bowl ring by get him another one. Still one of the best safeties in the league. Dwayne Brown's doing just fine in Seattle. I don't need the Houston Texans. So it might work. That type of my way or the highway culture might work in college because the guys are going to be like, I got to stay in line because this, I got to be on the field so the scouts can see me and I can make it to the level and get paid. But in the pros, nigga, I got the money. I got the resources to take care of myself. Nigga, you are a coach. You are not providing me anything I cannot provide myself. I got an agent. Yo, I got a thousand yards. Get me out of here. But it's time for Bill O'Brien to go. He just, he's a college coach. He's a coordinator or a college coach. He's somebody where it's like he needs it to be. This is how we run it. Maybe he's he's like Nick Saban, but he probably won't have the same success Nick Saban has. But he's like he's someone that's going to be good in college because the kids will fall in line and be like, I need this for the opportunity. I mean, he helped with that Penn State program bounce back after that. Uh, Sandusky. You know, after yeah. that, yep, after that scandal. Well, no, it's time for him to go. I don't think this is fixable by a coach, truly. I think we're in a rebuild. Because the defensive old line is just so terrible. It's terrible. It's terrible. What do you think how the Texans finished this season? Four, uh, four and twelve to seven and nine. Okay. I don't see how we. I, I'm and four and twelve is scary because it is so easy to run the ball. Like you have to be able. What the old line has to be able to either get the run game going or the pass game going. We either got to be able to hold the ball or score quick. 
and the defense either have to be able to get off the field and make them have to throw the ball from third and long. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> or stop the or stop or stop the pass. You know what I'm saying? And we like, can't do hell, we I can't could, do either or. Like hell, I could have got out there and got me some catches. We can't get either or. We start slow. We never we we start slow. We're never on schedule. That 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 word everybody loves in the NFL. Schedule, schedule, schedule. We're never on schedule. We start slow, and then on top of that, you can't win no games with a bad defense and a bad offensive line. Yeah, the skill players are good. Deshaun Watson and Wolf Fuller, Randall Cunningham, Brandon Cooks, Duke Randall Johnson. Cunningham. That's it. Who did I say? You said Randall Cunningham. Who Randall... <laughs> Oh, Randall Cobb. Deshaun Watson, Randall Cobb, Brandon Cooks, uh, Kenny Stills, Duke Johnson, David Johnson. Yeah, the skill positions are good, but you can't win no games with a bad offensive line and a bad defense. You're not. You're not. And you need and you need draft picks to fix it or to be able to lure people in free agency. And you can't pay nobody because your team's so expensive and you ain't going to lure nobody because your team ain't good. And then you don't have draft picks where the guys have to come pay for you. So I don't see how this is fixable by just a coach and a culture change. I don't. It's, it's some shit on the field too. Not just mentally, you know, to me. I mean, honestly, we had too many three and outs. We had like, like I noticed the first drive was taken. That was too quick of a drive. Like the first three drives, punt, punt. Yeah, and it's more like we kept shooting ourselves in the foot. Like hell, some I'm I'm I may be reaching like the hell. Could the Texans rile off some wins? Mm-hmm. We I, I'm gonna say this: the Texans aren't trash. To where we'll go 0 and 16. We ain't that ass. Nah, we ain't that bad. With the way we're with the way we keep bullshitting, mm-hmm. we gotta get we gotta get out the mud. Yeah. I can wholeheartedly say that. Like we gotta do better. Mm-hmm. But I digress from that. All right, we're getting deep into this shit, Trilly. Let's go ahead and wrap it up for the people. A couple topics, let's hit them quick, all right. What have you learned from the NBA playoffs? What has the NBA playoffs? We're in the final time. One thing you've learned from the NBA playoffs that has taught you? The bubble was a very – I like how the NBA took on the bubble. Uh-huh. The game feel of like an open gym session. Uh-huh. But at the same time, you like you, you got a lot of surprise upsets. Like, you, you got a lot of things. Hell, I didn't expect Miami to be in the finals. Everybody was talking about, oh, Clippers versus L.A. for the Western Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. And – in the East, you know, it's supposed to be either Boston, Toronto, or the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Nobody expected Milwaukee. I mean, nobody expected Miami. Yeah. But at, at the way this is going, the NBA Finals, it, I'm not going to lie, it's been a bore. Yeah. It, it's been boring. Yeah. And then people are talking about, oh, what about when the Warriors were doing it? What about when the Warriors were playing the Cavs? I mean, yeah, granted, this is my take. There was a crowd. There's a odd, there were fans there. Mm-hmm. No fans. Yeah, you still have virtual fans, but at the same time, with this matchup, and now you have Bam Adebayo and Goran Dragic down. It's 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 like yeah, how we're gonna watch this? It's just yeah. like what's the point? Like yeah, I'll watch it, but at the same time, it's just like come on, man. What I've learned from the NBA playoffs is three point shooting, small ball. All that shit, it still comes down to coaching, defense, and having a multitude of guys that can take shots and make shots. What happened with Clippers, the guys that were supposed to help them take shots and make shots, Lou Will and Montrez Harrow and Morris and all them, didn't show up. What happened with the Bucks? Uh, you didn't have enough guys that could make a play besides Giannis. You know, that's what happened. Boston, you know, Boston was, I mean, you can't really talk about Boston. You know, they had guys to make plays. They just didn't make them. Uh, Toronto got outcoached. Bucks got outcoached, you know. So, I've learned Denver, two, three, one upsets, upsetting upsetting the Clippers. It's still, for me, it's still about deep teams, defense, and guys who can just make buckets. Yeah, you can play the numbers, and we're shooting more threes, and we're going small, but fuck all that. It's still about guys who can take shots, make shots, and defense. Next topic, we had Chiefs-Ravens this past Monday. How do you feel about Mahomes versus Jackson? Is Lamar and Pat's shadow 
Do you ever think the Ravens can be good enough to beat the Chiefs? And how do you feel about potentially the next great QB rivalry in the NFL being two black QBs? I mean, like I said, the black QB scheme. I like, like at one point, like I said the other time, black QBs were always were taboo at some point. But you seeing how black QBs are helped opening up the scheme and whatnot, mm-hmm. and that why is it every time? And I it used to upset me though about how that when it was a black QB, like I I remember that. Bill Polian, and he was saying that Lamar Jackson was too short to be a quarterback. And mind you, Lamar Jackson is 6'2". He said, hey, Lamar Jackson should consider being a wide receiver. You see the numbers he put up in his first true starting season? One MVP. Mm-hmm. The dude who guy apologized. And I'm just like, just, just say what you really wanted to say. Why did you, why did you say Lamar Jackson should be a wide receiver. Why? Mm-hmm. And then, mind you, he didn't say this, mind you, and then this is the part, though. Drew Brees is six feet. Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson is six two. And then, here's the part, though. With Lamar Jackson, right now, as of now, his Achilles heel, like, this kryptonite is Mahomes. Mm-hmm. It's Mahomes. That, that's the thing. That's the one thing stopping him. I would like to see them in the AFC Championship. Yeah, we might get a different. Yeah, like I said, it may be a different Mahomes during playoff time. But like I said, it's it's going to be interesting. You know, like Kansas City, they got Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Good mm-hmm. compliment. They still got Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. Kelsey, Mikal Holman, Sammy Watkins, just an embarrassment of rich and the fucking Warriors of the NFL. And then don't get me wrong, the the Ravens got Mark Andrews, Mark Ingram, J.K. Dott. Like here's the thing though, the uh, Gus the Edwards auto shit. Yeah, that's the one thing I'd say. The Ravens actually got some steals with some drafts and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, going on to me is Lamar and Pat's shadow. I don't know, man. I mean, he hasn't been able to beat Pat and. Pat, the thing about it is, Lamar is going to be good. I mean, we might be looking at another Peyton Manning, Tom Brady situation. Like, Pat has a squad, and he had squad set up for maybe not a 20-year dominance, but maybe a 7- or 10-year dominance. And it's like, can Lamar sneak in there? Maybe Pat has a team that's injured one year. Maybe they just don't vibe. I don't know. Maybe Andy Reid retires. But as of right now, is Lamar and Pat shadow? Yes. Uh I think it's hard for him to get out of it. I'm not sure if they're going to ever construct a team to beat him because how can you stop that team? They just seem like they can get anything they want at will on anybody. Uh, and then as far as the next great QB Robbie in the NFL being two black quarterbacks, just shout out to that. The black quarterback and the black man being seen as the leader. Just like I said before, it's great to see black men in leadership and showing little black boys out there and black girls that like football. You can be a leader too outside of sports as well. Like, take this as an example as fuck them and fuck the history of what they ever said about you of you're not this and these guys are not this because their brains are like this and look how it happened. They're, they're, the position has evolved and the world has evolved so much where they have to accept what we bring to the table. That's and the they, thing. And they, and they need it. It's going to revolutionize. Yeah. So, quick hitter, Lakers versus Heat. You already told me how you feel about it. Is the series over? And do you think the Lakers can repeat? If not, who do you think stops them? The Lakers will win tonight, mm-hmm. and the Lakers will either win this series in four or five. And that's mm-hmm. just me being—that's just me being truthful. The yeah. only way the Lakers can repeat is if, say, we were to get the same sequence again, yeah. and say if the Clippers actually come up because we don't know who's going to coach the Clippers. Yeah, it, it, it's going to be a lot of turnover, a lot of free agency. Because, yeah. like I said, the Clippers—it's going to be hard for the Clippers to get anybody. You know, the Lakers. Is this when, of course, this is not going to be LeBron James last for a while. It's not, yeah. But here's the part though, of course, in the east, that's still questionable. Like I said, those matchups will be subject to change. We already know Mark Gasol is leaving a rap, he's going overseas, yeah. So, Celtics, they're always going to keep continuing to draft good because Danny Ainge is always he's a GOAT GM, he knows how to get those picks, finesse picks. Even if they make the playoffs, he still has rights to 
lottery picks. Uh-huh. And my, Milwaukee, I, I'm not going to lie. Mike Buttonhoser, you know, he had stacked teams, but his history of not taking those teams to the next level, it, it hasn't worked. The same thing happened mm-hmm. with him when he coached the Hawks. Yep. He came from Coach Pop, but we don't know how it's going to work out. Hell, Brooklyn could make some noise. They got Steve Nash coaching. Mm-hmm. KD and Kyrie will be healthy. They could end up playing together pretty well, but like I said, and then, of course, in the West. Yeah. We know, we like I said, the Lakers can only repeat. They can actually get their stuff together and whatnot. Yeah. Like I said, we know LeBron's going to be running the point and all that. Yeah. So, for me, it's the series over. Yeah, I agree with you. It's looking like four or five. I hope Miami get a game off of them. I was so fucked up, like, that Goran and Bam got hurt. I I wasn't picking Miami to win anyway, but I I don't like seeing stuff where, you know, there's a shadow of a doubt. And honestly, while I was watching game two and watched the Lakers just put it on Miami, I was all like, you know, when we talk about this ring, can we talk about it as being a little bit watered down or cheap because of the injuries? And I'm saying no. You can't because LeBron still had to go out there. ADs had to go out there. The whole legacy had to go out there and handle business, you know. The most dangerous dog is a wounded dog because you don't take it serious. So uh, this ring is not watered down. That's my little internal debate with myself that I was having. It's the series over. It's over four or five. Although I thought the Heat were good enough to take two of them off of uh, L.A. And they might. You know, they're dogs. Tough shot makers. I mean, they stuck around game two. I mean, they had a hell of a run. They just couldn't stop A.D. But they were getting buckets, too. And, I mean, that was concerning me ever since the Nuggets series. You know, the Lakers, they don't have a bunch of scoring options. And it's, I could say the two scoring options they have are just so much better than the other team's scoring options, both their stars and role players, that it makes the difference. But even in the Nuggets series, I was like, yo, the Lakers are playing well, but these teams are hanging right with them. Well, let's and, listen, though. You know, when you look at the finals, though, you, you've seen a lot of things. You know, Jimmy Butler has definitely showed – like you said, he's going to be, you know, he's going to be a dog, you know. Mm-hmm. He, he's got their fight. And even though you got players like Tyler Hero, he's, he's going to be a problem in the league. He really mm-hmm. is. And right now, the game just tipped off right now. I just got the – I just flipped the channel. Yep, the game just tipped off yeah. right now. And when you look at it right now, don't, don't get me wrong. Yeah, you're going to see the series and you're going to see how these things pan out. But yeah. at the end of the day – you know how it's gonna pan out. You know how the things gonna be. Like it's just like uh, yeah, you got a ring, but it's just like eh. yeah. You but know, he's, but he still had to go out there and take that team seriously, and that's oh, that's that, what, that's what for me is gonna have to be like yeah, wounded dog or not. And if you can't, and we're gonna, if we're gonna talk about watered down ring, then we can't we can't call Steph Curry a three time champion because if Kyrie was there, they get beat. Kawhi's a one time champion because if KD was there. They get beat last year. So you still got to go out there and take care of business, even if a team is out there, especially the team that made the finals, because they're talented. And nine times out of ten, they're not just – they're two or three star players that are good, but they're also three or four role players that can go out there and erupt. And that's what the Heat are, but the Lakers are taking care of business. And do I think the Lakers can repeat? I'm not as hopeful on everybody as that they can. I think the Warriors come back strong. Brooklyn makes some noise. I mean, the biggest thing that worried me about the Lakers is they can go on runs and they can play defense well, but teams just te- – teams still be able to keep up with them. And my thing is when that team is not Denver, when it's not Houston, when it's not Portland and it's Golden State or it's Brooklyn or Clippers team that got their shit together, I think they can go out and beat them. I think you know, they can. I think that I think that's a big chance of stopping them from a repeat. But – you know, who knows, man? I mean, yep. that's 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 going to be some even basketball, but my biggest fear is that those teams with, you know, Kawhi and Paul, Kyrie and KD, Steph and Clay can make the plays that can that's that's the difference maker. You know, eventually the Lakers kind of get to a point where they they play so well enough that they can overwhelm you, but you're not going to overwhelm a team, overwhelm, overwhelm a team that has just as equal talent as you, you know? You know, for a fact, you know, here's an interesting fact, though. You know how AD's been in the series? Yeah. 
you know what? Who's actually actually contained AD? Well, don't, don't get me wrong. AD's gone off in every series he's been in, right? Mm-hmm. A reasonable amount. You know who actually is able to at least hold him to a certain amount? Who? PJ Tucker. That's the <laughs> funny part. Oh, man. But last but not least, last quick hitting topic. You got some trash opinions on food, my friend. What's your beef with ranch and pickles, man? This this is what's going on? Pickles is for the broke and ranch make my throat itch the first time I tried it. Uh-huh. Never again. It's I'm okay with just eating wings the way it is or with cheese sauce, but with pickles it it ruins the taste. Like it, it don't sit well with my soul. <laughs> well, that's enough to say that other than you're wrong. And that's been the Everything Under the Sun podcast. I'm Lord Welcho, the guy, the man, the boy, anything except pussy or bitch, rocking with the best podcast and partner in the game. Tell the people who you are again. Uh, well, once again, this is Trill Salsa. My government name is also Travis Frost. So I'm going to be starting out so I can, you know, try to somewhat watch this sake of a game and whatnot, see <laughs> if it's competitive this time, you know. We're going to go with that one. Yeah, we're going to go that way. And this has been the Everything Under the Sun podcast. We are out. Stay blessed. Stay up. And remember these things. Black lives matter. Black men lives matter. Black women lives matter. Black children lives matter. And most importantly, all black lives matter. Until next week, we'll see you again. We out. Yo.